Dear listener, you are now about to listen to the 12th episode of Black Box Theater Podcast, a podcast where we hand over the microphone to artists who in one way or another are connected to the theater. This episode is a recording of a conversation between author, playwright and theater director Lena Teresa Teigen and author and human rights activist Asia Amini. The conversation took place during open house at Black Box Theater, Saturday 29th of August this year. Asia Amini has written an essay for Black Box Theater publication number five, a collection of contributions which was launched on the following Sunday after this conversation took place. This book addresses many topics, among them artistic freedom, and Amini has written about her relationship to this concept, about her own art facing freedom of expression, and about how she experienced having her own artistic freedom restricted. Lena Teresa Teigen has created and presented her works in Australia, Japan, Uruguay, Indonesia and many other countries. Teigen's work may seem to have been created out of necessity and it becomes artworks in the intersection between the world and the personal. And here, perhaps, the two authors have something in common. In this conversation we hear Teigen talk with Amini about her life and writing. much Elin. Really nice uh, introduction um, and I have just to say thank you so much for coming here today. You're welcome, thank you for inviting Asia, me. <laughs> all the way from Trondheim. Yes. Uh, but you, don't, you, you are not from Trondheim uh, originally. So first yeah. I want you to tell me where you uh, were born and a uh, short uh, story about which is completely not possible, but we will try to make a journey on of, about your travel from uh, Iran to here. Yeah. So, please. Thank you. First of all, thank you so much for inviting me, Black Box Theatre, and giving me the opportunity to write about uh, this story. Uh, it was not easy to choose one story about censorship or uh, freedom of expression to write because of the diversity in uh, this, this kind of things for a writer who lived in Iran and as well as who have some experiences in Europe. Uh, by the way, I chose uh, the story that you have in this book and I'm very happy to write it. Uh, this is like a release of something inside me but uh, you asked me about my background. I was born in north of Iran, in Ramsar city. And uh, I, until 18, I was 18 years old, I was in that city. Far from the big cities in uh, Trondheim, maybe far from uh, many politics uh, conflicts. Yes. Because when I was five years old, uh, a revolution happened in Iran and many things around us uh, had, had changed. Yes. 
after the revolution. And I was five years ago, and far from many big cities, politics, but politics are uh, born with us. And you cannot be released of all the conflicts there. Uh, but you could still I, live your life with yeah, your family? Yeah, of course. My, 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 I, I was grown up in a farm, Appelsin and uh, Clementine and Kiwi Farm and my <laughs> mother farm. has uh, rice, yes, orange, uh, and and my mother has uh, a rice farm, and yeah, we were very happy family. We mm. are very happy, uh, happy family there and very quiet space. Uh, but what? as I said, nobody in Iran has, uh, can be far from the politics thing, because politics will journey in, inside your life and uh, be involved with everything, every single moment of your life. By the way, I, I <laughs> sorry, uh, you, you said that uh, where I was born, that was the situation that I was born in. Yes, thank you. So you left uh, Ramsar? Uh, when you were uh, 18 to be to have an education yeah and what did you uh, uh, actually it was not because of the, the education but my, my parents uh, believed a little different with the other parents maybe in, in uh, it's not normal to leave your family when you are 18 mm -hmm. but my family decided that we can be independent of the family and I, I uh, left my family when I uh, got my diploma mm -hmm. and uh, traveled to another moved to another city Mashhad that was very far from north uh, there where I lived uh, in, that was in northeast of uh, Iran. And uh, after one year, I began uh, study in University of Allama Tabatawa in Tehran. And uh, I, study, I started uh, studying on, in uh, journalism, yes. social communication. Yeah. So now we just have to make a jump. Yes, because that was a jump. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you, you were a young journalist mm -hmm. and you had a job. In Tehran? Yes. I started the job as a journalist the same year that uh, I began at the university. That was the same uh, time. And uh, yes, and in a very big newspaper, Iran newspaper, that was a, go a governmental newspaper and still is yes. in Tehran. And, uh, and you yeah. were supposed to, to find uh, something to write about. Sometimes. Uh, I, I began, I started the job in a desk section yes. in, in newspaper that we had to write about everything. Mm -hmm. That was uh, the, the, the position that you have to uh, try and you have to, have to uh, exam something first and got the, the yeah. position. But I started at the position because they tested me and they said that you can uh, yeah. be a, a reporter. So did you... Um feel the censorship kind of uh, pressing you down not at that time? Not in that time, no. not in that time, because uh, you learn yes. how you can protect your words, mm -hmm. your mind, your thing, when you are not, when the freedom of expression is not the main thing that you learn. 
the main thing uh, is that how you can write about something that you allowed to write. Mm -hmm. That's different. Yes. Uh, that uh, I, I don't remember. I, I, have le I have studied journalism and university, and I cannot remember that. One time we discussed about freedom of expression at university. Mm -hmm. That was not the, the, the subject that, we, uh, that was allowed to talk about. Mm -hmm. No, and uh, we didn't practice about these things. Mm -hmm. that the, the first time that I um, faced to censorship was 10 years later. Yeah. Of course, in these ten, ten, 10 years, first 10 years, I have tried something that I didn't allow, but I didn't think that this is censorship. No. That was not the thing that we, uh, that was not, they, for example, my um, editor or chief editor uh, said that this is not good. This can happen something after mm -hmm. that. We learn about censorship. Yes. That was not my choice that I want to talk about no. this. For so example. it's kind of inside yes. your body. Yes. The first time that I practiced in my body, mm -hmm. uh, that was about a girl who I, at, after I said after 10 years, uh, a girl that I heard uh, he was, she was uh, killed in the prison. She was hanged, executed in prison because of sex relation with somebody, yes. somebody, not one person. And I was surprised because I knew many people around that had sex relation with somebody out of marriage. And uh, I just followed up the case. I traveled to the city she lived and she was executed there. And I heard that that was a very complicated story. And I surprised because as an adult, as a journalist, I didn't know the details of um, the punishment law, Islamic no. punishment law, Sharia law, we say, uh, in, in, um, in our law. No. I didn't know. You didn't know the details I of the I was a woman, adult woman. Yes. But uh, when I began to, the, I started to write about her name, her name was Atefe, and uh, when I started to write about it, I traveled there again. I found his, uh, her, her grandparents. I found her father. Three times I traveled because of the article. And I heard from my uh, editor-in-chief that this is not allowed to write because this is Sharia law and we cannot criticize no. Sharia law. That was the first time that I faced to yes. the issue directly. Yes, and uh, just to, I, we have to tell you that we have been traveling and talking about this. So I mm -hmm. kind of know yeah. I, I have something I want you to say, you know, because we have been talking about uh, this story yes. and about your life uh, many times for uh, school classes around yeah. uh, in the country. So uh, mainly, uh, Atefe, uh, what you discovered was that it was, she was not like a whore or promiscuous. She was actually a kind of a victim. Uh, um, I, of course, because she, when she was killed, she was just 16 years old. Yes. We cannot, um, we cannot name people because of something that is not, they cannot choose it. No. Maybe I choose the way I live in. Mm -hmm. You choose it. 
maybe a whore can choose uh, uh, her life or, or <laughs> his life. But uh, this is not the way. They, they um, raped her many times when yes. she was nine. When she was five years old, she uh, missed her mom. And uh, her, her father and her brothers were ad addicted. And, and uh, they were very poor people. Mm -hmm. She lived with uh, her um, grandparents. And they, sometimes they didn't have anything to eat. They were very, very, very poor. When she was nine, for the first time, some, somebody in neighborhood who knew her, mm -hmm. raped her and gave her money yes. to be silent. When he made it and did it many times, and he brought something for her and uh, said her to yes. be silent because you can get money in this way. Okay, so now yeah. I have to... So what happened is that you were not allowed to write the article about Atefe. The article was not just about Atefe. The article was uh, the, the, about the system, judiciary system, yes. the punishment law, and, of course, about her. Mm -hmm. And, yes, my, my boss said that this is... You cannot criticize the... Uh, this situation, this is very danger, dangerous for you, for ourselves, for the newspaper. And uh, this is not the same university that I started. That was another mm -hmm. uh, university, uh, the, the newspaper. So how I'm did sorry. the story become uh, known? Because you managed in the end to, to publish mm. it in some way, right? I was lucky that in that time, uh, internet came to Iran. That was the, the technology uh, revolution for many journalists, not only in Iran, maybe in, in around the world. And uh, I had a blog and honestly, I didn't trust to blog things because I, I, was, I saw myself as a journalist that was very, um, serious job, yes. and I saw that blog is for something that has no platform, for example. But after a while, gradually I saw that I need it because something is here that I cannot write about it and I can write there. And uh, at the same time, I was, uh, I managed a, a feminist website, Women in Iran, that is not. Uh, unfortunately now online because it's uh, shut down by mm -hmm. the government and uh, we, I and some other feminists uh, wrote there yeah. and I wrote in uh, women in Iran and also in my blog a part of the uh, the story and one feminist magazine in Iran women uh, Zan is the name of a uh, Persian name of the the magazine uh, they published the whole of uh, article. Okay, so and this has had uh, had big consequences for you. This uh, journey into activism or about not in that about time, not no? in that time. So that, that that was the first experience, and it, in that time we didn't have any laws to uh, for limitation networks in online. Mm. We uh, could continue the web blog and 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 blogs and and the websites net, uh, websites in that time for a while for some years maybe, mm. and in the in the years, blogs in Iran had a revolution, real 
really yeah. a revolution. And especially for women, because many women started to write about their experiences, their, their body, their, uh, their sexuality, their many things, their mind yeah. about being a woman. We did, I didn't have any experiences as a woman to write about women things yeah. in the serious newspapers and magazines that I worked with. So then um, to uh, you, this, this was this story uh, became, uh, did this story became, become international? Yes, it, it was. Yes. I, I, I forgot uh, to tell you that. The, the article published in the magazine and it was translated by some, some of my friends and became very popular very, very much mm. in that time. And after some weeks, uh, a documentary filmmaker uh, called me from uh, London, yeah. from BBC. She she was she was not a correspondent, but was a filmmaker who a freelance uh, filmmaker mm. who works with BBC um, in English. Uh, and uh, she said that she would uh, like to make a the documentary film about Atefe. Uh, we had contacted sometimes and they finally came to Iran. I helped them to uh, make the, the story and I prefer to be in her, her film because I thought that maybe the government will ask me that uh, how they could get the information mm -hmm. and I didn't want to hide something. No. It, uh, everything was very open for me and I, I prefer to write it in, in the newspaper. I worked, I could not. And I helped them to write, to, to make this film. And the film was very known and, will, uh, and was published in many um, channels in the Europe, Canada, US, and yeah. Uh, the article and, and, and Atifa's name, unfortunately, was known because of her very uh, dark story. Yeah. Someone even said she, she looked like an actress, right? Yeah, when, when I just searched about her in Nekade city, the town he lived there, uh, her neighbors said me that people called her Masura. And I said, I didn't know the, the name. And they said that Masura was uh, an Indian actress. I searched her, her name and I didn't find something. But they said that they, they called her Masura because she was very uh, like. Yeah. The, the, so the, she became kind of yes. known because of the story. She was known because of maybe people um, useful her. Yes, they used because, her. Because, yes, they used her in mm. a bad way. But, but uh, she was a victim and many people around knew her. Uh, yeah. So now I have to ask you, how did you come to Norway? Because we have a lot of things <laughs> yeah. to talk about. Yes. Uh, and of course, uh, this is about a new girl uh, who uh, you also discovered, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Which you, uh, you wanted to, to write about her. Uh, and uh, this actually made you um, uh, be more like... Uh, yeah, activist. Yes. Yes. So tell us. Yes. Sh maybe the short I. I <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, maybe poetry made me uh, a journalist because I wanted to be 
to have a job that is close to writing, not because of being a journalist, but because of poetry, I became a journalist. Yes. And journalism made me an, an uh, activist okay. because, because of Atefe. Atefe was my first uh, case, but not at uh, the, the, the last one, because after Atefe, I could not be released of the, the issue. Mm. I, I, I followed up many cases in prison after a while. I, I didn't have any program to be an activist, to, to follow up, how can I follow up uh, the, the cases in prison? How can I find some uh, lawyers and, and their families, their, their victims? But gradually I learned it. Mm -hmm. And I, after, after some years, I saw myself between the networks of feminists and activists, human rights activists, women rights activists. And this, this made, made, made your life me, dangerous yes, also. Yes, yes, that was the time that I was um, asking by the government that why do you do something like yes. that? And you yes. were imprisoned uh, uh, during was a not demonstration? A, yes, that was not a long time that I can no, I know you, can, you cannot uh, <laughs> say you, I was yes. in prison for 10 years, of but course. still you were Yes, uh, but because, because in these days, actually, especially that many of my friends are in jail yes. and they are sentenced to long time just because of freedom of expression, mm -hmm. I cannot just mention to five days. This is not fair, I think. <laughs> but I can tell you that uh, the... The reason that I was the in the civil of uh, government was freedom of expression yes. and my activism about stoning the cases that I followed up after the execution of women and children because unfortunately some, some juveniles uh, was killed in prison, like Atefe. Atefe yes. was 16 years old. And that was illegal. That was not legal. Uh, and and uh, these activities made me maybe to uh, the, the the story a part of the story is about that why for example French uh, ministry uh, invited me to to uh, fr uh, France in that time that was because they, they knew me as a uh, as a human rights activist they knew me as a poet and my po uh, first uh, poetry collection. Uh, came 2004 and it got uh, attention because of because of fortunately my my, my literature not not literature not activism yes. but uh, they knew me they mm. invited me uh, they they told me and explained as I explain in the story that uh, we invite some people that we think that they can influence on the their, uh, their own country. So, so yes. the uh, French ambassador in Tehran yes. uh, invites you uh, as the representative of the French government to come to Paris yeah. uh, to uh, represent the people of Iran who yeah. most likely will influence the country. Exactly. They told me that every year we invite uh, one or some people who we think in one side. They can be po politicians, artists, writers, journalists, activists, different people with different uh, issues. Mm -hmm. They invite them to uh, make a connection between them and the same 
jobs and activists, People. artists, writers in, in French. And I was invited to Paris because of that. And not so long after, you had to come to Norway. Yeah. Tell me about ICORN, the organization you yes. met. In 2009, we had uh, a um, presidential election in Iran, and the result was not something that people expected. Many people, millions of people, came to the street to protest about the result. And unfortunately, they, many of them was, were arrested, some were killed in the street. Many of activists was, and journalists, writers, uh, political activists, civil activists were uh, arrested because of nothing. Because uh, exactly, we were just in the street. I was in the street, mm -hmm. but we didn't have any against, not against the pro pro protest was against the, the system. But I mean that that was not a plan of us. No, no. They have the plan to, um, to the oppression. Yes. And uh, that was the time that I passed a very bad year because of my sickdom. I was sick for one year. I couldn't even uh, do something in my personal life. And uh, the doctor said that this is because of your life is full of stress, and you cannot continue that. Uh, my eyes and my head was damaged, and I thought that if they arrest me this time, maybe I, could, I cannot uh, stand by my, my issues, my, my mind. And I was invited for a, a poetry festival in Stockholm in that time. And I decided to leave country with my uh, child, my daughter, and uh, Svensk, Sweden uh, ambassador asked me that, do you want to stay there? Or because she, he knew me because of the job. Yes. And uh, I said, honestly, I don't know. Maybe because I, nobody knows about the situation for tomorrow here in Iran. And when I left Iran, I had my passport and, and my ticket for return ticket. But uh, there I, I heard about that one by one, one after one, the situation is worse. And I decided to stay. I contacted with Penn. Penn International knew me because when I was in jail, they, they published some statement and helped me. And I explained about the situation. They said, and one friend in Oslo helped me so much and uh, for his help and uh, pen in Sweden and international pen, I could be uh, joined to the network of ICORN. ICORN is a network of cities, international network of cities who help uh, writers and activists and, and uh, artists, journalists uh, who are not safe yes. because of their job and freedom of expression. Yeah. They uh, help them to move to a safe so place. A new city. You Trondheim get... fortunately said that we want you. Yes. That's the and thing. you get uh, help in the start with somewhere to live uh, to, to start a new life. 
Yeah, of so course. actually, for two years you have. A, yeah, a quite I thought big honestly, I thought that uh, yeah, uh, after six months, I thought that we don't need anything in the home because we will back very soon. And now is eleven years after. We have to start to talk about you as a poet. Uh, we yeah. could have talked. You we know, should. I was thinking we need we need to make a, uh, a series about this, <laughs> but. Um, uh, as you, we now know, you, you are also a poet. And um, I want to read uh, a little excerpt from the start of your essay in the publication, Black Box Theatre, publication number five. The birth of a poem. This is the story of a poem which was supposed to be a love poem before its birth. How do I know? I cannot say how. Perhaps from a feeling settled in my heart which reminds me of good memories. It was supposed to be a poem about touching the body in the hottest moments of lovemaking. The burning of those moments still runs in my veins. The fate of the poem, however, changed its course. When the enthusiasm of writing reached its climax, it was like the moment of orgasm. I was not moving on earth. I could neither hear the surrounding sounds nor smell the odors in the air. The people around me were moving like mute ghosts. I was present and absent. That was the heavenly moment of writing a poem. Has anybody described the birth of a poem yet? The very moment of its emergence, despite the pain which the poem emerges, uh, despite the pain which overwhelms your soul, you are the most content creature in the whole universe. It's just Thank so you. beautiful. <laughs> Thank um, you so much. So, the story of a poem. Um, we started to hear about uh, uh, that uh, you you came to no sorry I, I'll re rewind uh, you have to tell us more about um, how you write poems and how mm. you travel or have the journey between the journalism uh, the career or the, yeah. the practice as a journalist and the poetry first of all thank you so much for reading it <laughs> it was nice to hear something that you wrote some, uh, yourself and somebody can read it. But it's so fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Completely and, uh, yeah, That is exactly the, the feeling and the situation I wrote, that I was absent as the same as that I was there. Mm. I am here, but mm. I am not. Um, but not always. You know, I, I wrote, I have told you that I wrote many different uh, uh, genres. For example, I wrote article, I wrote uh, essay, I wrote uh, short story, I'm writing a roman, and, and this is different uh, genre. Yes. But for just for writing poetry, I feel different. I cannot decide. If I decide something to write, um, surely they cannot come to my mind. Uh, this is impossible. Mm. And uh, if 
I, I said that if I decide to write, for example, I feel very happy, I want to write something about, for example, love, uh, it could be a very dark sadness yes. uh, and, and uh, something, something else. So what does literature be mean for you? You know, um, like uh, the art. Uh, the art is like revelation. The poetry, exactly, is revelation. Uh, I, I am not where it can comes from. Of course, it's from my mind, my life, the situation, politics, social, culture. Everything around me can influence uh, on my, my literature. But uh, for just for poetry, I have no plans. Maybe for one year, I cannot write one word. And maybe in one week, I can write half of my book. It's fantastic. Uh, when I, I brought uh, two of the uh, collections uh, you. you have <laughs> written in Norwegian and the Persian. Yeah. Uh, and you will, one more will come soon. Um, Thank and you. I think to, to read your uh, poetry and to see the mixture of how you use your life experience uh, mm. in connection to the poems is really uh, strong stuff. Thank you. Um, so, now I want to talk a little about <laughs> your essay, not only uh, reading from the start, which is the poetry part, but also um, the experience you have had, mm. uh, why you wrote this essay. You were asked to write uh, from Black Box uh, about artistic freedom and mm. the freedom of speech. Uh, and uh, uh, I think from what we have heard now about your life, uh, there are tons of uh, experiences you could have uh, written about from your experiences in Iran. <laughs> so, uh, but you did not do that exactly. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> yes, I... I was thinking when Ellen said that uh, they proposed to write, uh, proposed me to write something about freedom of expression, I thought that uh, may they want to hear something about my background, my, my uh, previous land. And uh, I asked myself that if freedom of expression has no borders, I experienced that censorship as well has no borders, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Even in Europe, I experienced it myself. Why I should not write about this? Uh, that for the audiences around me in this country or in the Europe with the English language, Norwegian language, they can, they can help me. So you had been in Paris. Yes. Uh, and you were picked out as a... Uh, For the, the second time. Yes. But first, t when was the first time? 2004? 2008. Eight. Yes. yes. One year before you came. Yes. Yes. I made... An, and uh, I should uh, tell you that, that uh, I uh, coordinated uh, an exhibition uh, that was uh, an art exhibition that of uh, some painting that uh, very young girl made it in the jail yes. when she was sentenced to death penalty. 
they painted in the jail, in prison, and the painting were amazing. I surprised, I was really surprised when I saw them. And I thought that the, her, her family and her lawyer asked me to help them because of the situation. They knew that I, I am an activist with these yeah. issues. And I thought that I just must sh to show these uh, uh, paintings to the world. I talked to some uh, very named and very famous uh, gallery in, in Tehran, art gallery, and they uh, helped, uh, you helped me, fortunately helped me, and yeah, we arranged it. Mm -hmm. And five uh, ambassadors in Tehran, including French ambassador in Tehran, came to uh, visit the, the gallery and the, 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 the opening ceremony of the uh, exhibition. And uh, it was every, every I think, uh, Persian media wrote and published about the, the, the gallery, the, the exhi exhibition. Uh, you can find it in, in internet here. Her name, the, the, the artist's name was uh, Delara Darabi. And unfortunately, they killed her, uh, finally. But, but I mean that the ambassador knew me before yes. they invited me. Yes. And that was because of my job, my activity, yes. and my poetry. They told me. And one uh, special thing that happened was that you visited the foreign ministry and you got a volume of uh, the human rights. The, the, the second one? Yeah, the first no, that time. Was, the, first the first time, time yes. That was just for celebrate my job. I <laughs> yes. I was, was, I, I'm laughing because the, this is not so it, something you got that a book I'm, that you could read about. Uh, uh, yeah, of course, I could not uh, brought it. I could not bring it to my country because I, I thought that maybe they will got yes. uh, me in the... But they, of course, they so posted So this for actually yeah. happened to you. And then, now, we, we uh, fast forward to you live in Norway, uh, mm -hmm. in Trondheim, and you are invited to Paris. Uh, that was a gathering uh, a general assembly of icons writers. Yes. It means that everybody in that ceremony were there because of freedom of expression. Yes. That was the reason and there were people yes. from all over the uh, world yes. coming together uh, to celebrate the freedom of expression, to celebrate uh, being in a free world yeah. together and uh, to discuss how to uh, continue mm. uh, their uh, artistic and yeah. uh, journalist work, etc. Uh, and what happened? Yeah, that was... That was uh, I don't know what happened in the background. No, no. But something that happened to me was that I was invited as the person who can open the cer ceremony with a, a poem, and with this, my poetry. This ceremony was, again, you were in the building in of the... In the building of, uh, yes, foreign of the ministry. foreign ministry of France. Yes. The same uh, building that I was invited before because of the job. And this time I was invited to open the ceremony because of, with, with my poetry. With one poem. With my one poem, and I decided this poem, I sent it to, to them, and they told me that after, after, in the ceremony, they told me that you have to change it. 
Yes. Uh, you cannot read about the Middle East in the foreign uh, ministry's building. That was the thing that I heard. Maybe the de decision was something else. I don't know. Maybe they could tell me that they could explain that. Maybe this is because, for example, Charlie Abdo, that uh, happened some months before. Yes. They could explain that, for example, because of the content. Of, of course, that was not the cause. I could not accept the, the cause, but it could be another thing. But they told just one, one set, uh, sentence that you cannot, because here is the building of foreign min ministry, and the poem is about the Middle East. Yes, so you were censored. And the essay in the, this book is about that yeah. experience. Yeah. So um, this is about uh, the experience and is about my feeling for my poetry. Yes. So now um, that what was what you chose to r write about uh, an experience in Europe. Uh, and uh, that's why I want to uh, ask you now, um, what do you think about the situation today? Mm. You have a daughter, a beautiful daughter, who have, you are, have brought up here in Norway. Uh, and we have to think about not ourselves, but the next generations to come. What, uh, what do you think about uh, what is happening, yeah, what will uh, happen? I, I should tell you that I'm very happy that we didn't stop the story in Paris. We continued it. Uh, fortunately, a filmmaker, documentary filmmaker, who I invited her, but uh, she couldn't uh, join us, um, was with me for making a documentary film about me. Yes. We, nobody inside the group knew about what, uh, what will happen. We didn't know that. But it happened and they were uh, fortunately there. Yeah. So they and were they filming, got the film, yeah. they, they t uh, took the film and the, the documentary film came uh, last year before the coronavirus uh, crisis. But uh, yes, and, and we, uh, we, in cooperation with uh, Norwegian PEN, that I am honored to be in uh, the board of Norwegian PEN, um, talked about the, the, the issue. And fortunately, uh, Kari, who made the film, Kari Kleve, uh, applied for showing the film in many festivals in, in Norway. And I joined to the group because uh, all festivals who watched the film wanted to talk and have a conversation with me about the content and the, the censorship in Europe. And yes, I, I, we continued. Uh, let me back to your question. Yes. We continued uh, it. And this is important. Me and uh, I and you, yourself, uh, Lene, we have traveled around this, this, this land, this country, because this is important to learn and to talk and to discuss about freedom of uh, expression and censorship. Censorship has very diversity forms that maybe we don't know all of them. We talk about who can stop you for talking and writing and publishing, but this is not just, just the only thing that makes censorship. 
if you, you have no opportunity need to talk, that yes. many people in this country don't have opportunity to talk, to write, and to publish, this is another kind of censorship. Mm -hmm. And we need to talk it, and I'm very happy to join the, the project uh, in the whole of country to, to talk with young people in uh, high schools uh, for talking about human rights and freedom of expression. I'm, this is the best job forever that I've done in this country, and I'm very honored for that. Yes. This is something that we can give to our children for yes. the future, because we have to protect. This is our achievement, not, not for us, for human being. This equality and freedom of expression is an achievement for all people. We cannot lose it. We cannot let some politicians to give it back from us. I totally agree. And um, to close up this uh, talk, we could have talked forever. Um, I first, I want to read actually the last sentence in your essay. Uh, and um, I think it's really nice that you talk about how to um, explain and inspire the next or the young generation and our children. Uh, and uh, on the other hand, you have more than one child. <laughs> and yes, uh, that's why I'm now, I will read the last sentence. Leaving Paris, I am holding the Middle East in my arms in the same way as I was holding my daughter in my arms while fleeing my country. Oh, Asia, my tears are, oh, it's Thank so you. strong. Sorry, I don't want to make uh, your tears. No, <laughs> and we are not going to cry because we, we need the strong voices. Uh, we will um, close by reading some of your poems. Um, you will read in Persian or Farsi, and I will read in English. Uh, and um, I think we close by reading, and then we can have a conversation afterwards. Okay? Thank you. So, uh, Asia. Uh, yeah, I start with uh, with a poem about censorship is translated by, by Sohrab, and just one uh, poem is translated but by Fereshte uh, Vaziri Nassab, that I mentioned their name. یک نفر ایستاد بالای سرم و تهدید می کند که حرف نزن. یک نفر نشسته رو به روی من و پند می دهد. که حرف نزن یک نفر خوابیده کنار من و زمزمه می کند که حرف نزن یک نفر درون من است و می ترساندم که حرف نزن این خاطرات روزنامنگاری است که حرف نمی زند Someone is standing over my head and threatens don't speak. Someone is sitting across from me and exhorts, don't speak. 
Someone is lying next to me and whispers, don't speak. Someone is inside me and frightens me. Don't speak. All this is the story of a journalist who doesn't speak. Thank you. The second poem, uh, we, we talked today about Otefe, and Otefe was the person who changed my life. And uh, uh, as well as I talked about why people called her Masura. پایین تر از دهان ابر بالاتر از ابروی باد تاب میخورد پیراهنی سیاه که تنابی به آسمانش گره میزند کف میزنند مردم و هورا میکشند ماسورا ماسورا زوزه میکشد ماد گرگ جوان و نمایش تمام می شود. Lower than the cloud's mouth, higher than the wind's brow, a black shawl is swinging, tied to the sky by a rope. The onlookers clap and cheer, Masura, Masura, owls the young she-wolf. And the show ends. During the years that I uh, worked with some people in prison who were sentenced to death penalty, women and ch children, juveniles, I knew that in Erwin prison, that is a big prison in, in Tehran, and many political prisoners are in this jail, uh, were executed maybe a seal is, is that, uh, on Wednesdays. I don't know why, but Wednesday's morning was the day of execution. As ruyese shambe mi param be pan shambe, beine in doruz dar rei tarikas ke man azan mi tarsam. I jump from Tuesday over Thursday. Between the two, there is a dark valley which scares me to death. Wednesday is the day of execution in Evin prison. That's the name of uh, the name of a poem because I didn't mention it no. in the Persian version. And, yes. <laughs> and we have to say this will come in your next yes. collection. Yes, and the next one, that the, the last poem, this, uh, the last two, will publish in the next uh, selection. Yes. Yeah. The Middle East. Tufang ha dar khawar miyane shak. توفنگ ها در خاورمیان خالی توفنگ ها در خاورمیان ارزا می شوند تاجران در خاورمیان پیامبر فاحشگان قدیس می شوند آستانه تحریک خاورمیان پایین است و آسمان اینجا همیشه باردار 
بستی است خدا در خاور میانه تخلیه می شود قلب زمین به خانمش یا فرج خاک وقتی میان شهوت و عشق مرزگاهی فقط یک شلیک است The Middle East The guns stiffen in the Middle East The guns ejaculate in the Middle East The guns reach orgasm in the Middle East. The stimulation point is very low in the Middle East. And the sky always bears a new prophet. In the Middle East, the merchants turn to prophets, the prostitutes to saints. God comes in the Middle East. Shall I call it the heart of the world or the earth's vagina when the border between love and lust is just a shoot? Thank you so much. Thank you, Asia <laughs> Amini. Thank you for this talk. Thank you. You heard a recording of a live conversation between Asia Amini and Lena Teresa Teigen. The conversation took place in the foyer of Black Box Theater, Saturday, 29th of August, 2020. To you who have been listening, thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate feedback, so feel free to send us a message or use our hashtag BBTPodcast in social media. Stay tuned for the next episode of Black Box Theater Podcasts.